Welcome to Bread and Barricades, the lamest podcast. <laughs> I'm Nima Martin, your moderator, <laughs> and I have just watched Always Be Your Maybe, and it's the best film. Um, it's on Netflix. It's great. Randall Park and Ali Wong and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I've seen a lot of revlogs. Every speaking character is Asian or black. Or a person of colour in some way. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Okay, shit. Okay. It's Based great. only on the gifts, I thought it was, like, a Saturday night. Like, <laughs> yeah. spoof, I didn't realise it was a real thing. It, like, it reads so hard as a Saturday Night Live spoof. Especially, like, as soon as Keanu Reeves enters into the film, it's like... He just had fun. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. You can tell, like, everyone who was in that film just went... You know what? I'm gonna have fun today, and I'm gonna like live it. Aww. Also, it has like an um, Asian family who isn't like a stereotypical Asian family. So, yeah, a family that like laughs and has lots of fun and like dances and <laughs> like, stuff. And like loves the members. <laughs> yeah, like, loves each other and like it, yeah. yeah, like wholesome family values and like caring about each other and like going to get massages together and just talking about how life's gonna be fine and like. You don't have to go into the medical field. You can go and do your fucking arts, son. Like, yeah. Mm, that's great. Really cute and pure. And if you didn't know, now you know Keanu Reeves is a quarter Asian, so, like, everyone in it who's, like, in the romance is Asian. So, yeah. All of those memes have been, like, oh, Keanu Reeves is a vampire, oh, he lives forever, and it's like, no, he's got Asian in him, shut up. <laughs> Just the longevity. Yeah. Gene? Yeah. That's the good. smooth skin. I mean, he's also a vampire, yeah. but he's Asian first. <laughs> so, I'm Grace. <laughs> I use them pronouns. And I'm your primary researcher. Nemo didn't mention, but they also are going to be doing a PhD. I thought that would be their Oh, that, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I should make that my fact. <laughs> Gotta facilitate. Gotta lift people's voices, you know? We're gonna, yeah. yeah. This is Stevie, your secondary researcher. She, her pronouns. Uh, I guess I'll use my slot to piggyback down. <laughs> we, I've had the most interactions of maybe our life in the last week. And I, I don't know what snapped, but we just went <laughs> okay, we're gonna air everything now. <laughs> like, we've always been those people, but uh, I think the one that most amused me was Nemo in the vaguest terms, reading a new, quite popular fic trope, messaging me like, I'm not really sure about this one, me explaining me, like, like it's my job, like, oh, and here's everything about it, and here's like the dictionary definition of it. <laughs> and then me will be like, oh, and, and this, this time I'm not sure if I'm into it, maybe it's just a ship. Me asking, oh, what ship is it? I'd already read what you considered a crack ship. I'd read that particular fic. I was at the bottom of the kudos. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, based on everything you've told me, I've definitely already read this, and no, you wouldn't like it. So, actually, I guess that's more putting me on blast. But Nemo 
Lilo had also read it. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm. And me and Neil are both into Naruto now. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally separate, absolute obsession we have with the worst characters. <laughs> like, fuck all these, like, handsome emo boys. We're going for these two fucking nerds. It's 2019, I don't have time for emo boys. I only need sunshine and positivity and ball cuts. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. What, what, I don't, what the... Say you're talking about your favorite childhood TV program. Yeah, you're like imagining the like two cool characters, and then you get to like 24, and then suddenly you're like, no, but you know who's the true OTP? It's Weevil and Rex. Obviously, they're getting down and boning. <laughs> but they are, and obviously, so this is yeah. a bad example. <laughs> so yeah, we've had an interesting week. It's Gara and Lee, by the way. Anyways. <laughs> I couldn't decide which which interaction was more me and Nemo, the one that I tried to vaguely give out, or that I sent Nemo a video just of Gar and Lee, just, like, completely separate. Neither of us said to each other, and now I'm going to read the fix. I, I had immediately got on the fix, because it's me, and I just get a screenshot later from Nemo, their kudos next to my kudos, at the bottom of a Gar and Lee fix. I was like, well, I guess we're both... The exact person that we are. Oh yeah. Anyway, talking of Japan. <laughs> Speaking of anime. Wow, that's the tidiest segue of life. So I went to Asia for two months on my Gapia. And uh on a Gapia. You just went to Asia. Went wow. to Asia and I found myself and oh. it was so cool. And um <laughs> I literally extended my trip by a week and a half because I wanted to see Les Mis in Japan. TLDR, if you don't make it through the rest of this episode, it was really great and I have thoughts about it. So the rest of this episode is just going to be about this one production. For anyone who cares about the technicalities of it, I have the, um, what's this called? Program. program. Mostly in Japanese. But it does have all of the info about like who directed it, what version it is. As far as I know, it's modified 25th anniversary staging, which means something to a lot of people, but not much to me. But I've had a conversation about this already, and that's what I think it is. Someone can correct me if they know better. Christopher Key, who is doing the West End one now, so I think, for anyone who doesn't know... The West End staging that's been there for ages is changing. That's why it's closing over the summer, oh, moving next door. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, they're taking out the Revolve and oh, they're taking out the Barricade. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're putting in the 25th anniversary staging, which I actually don't know what it is. I think it's the one that they put on tour. Um, and I think from screen, uh, from photo rehearsal photos that I've seen of the English tour, the British tour, um, it's similar to the Japanese one. But the Japanese one was in Toho Imperial Theatre, and they had a fuck ton of money. Like you could tell, they had a fuck ton of money. They had so much staging, uh, so much um, uh, scenic staging. I can't think. Of- Scenery. scenery yeah um basically every scene every location had something as big as the west end barricades coming on stage for every scene ah, like cool. and they didn't just turn it around yeah exactly <laughs> it wasn't like oh this is a barricade and this is paris and this yeah. is blah 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 mm-hmm. i'm gonna be going through this in song order because there was notes on everything mm-hmm. so it will become i'll like say more specifically later but you had like the entire house that 
older Cosette and Valjean are living in in Paris, like, so that you had, like, a balcony up there and, like, a whole thing came out. And there was, like, entire bridge for Javert and, like, all these different things where it was, like, oh, you had dollar to spend, like... (laughs) Shit, they must be expecting it to keep running, surely. No, because this is, this is Toho Imperial Theatre, so it's uh, a theatre house where you import things, Mm. And they put on everything. So next, they're putting on Man of La Mancha and uh, what's it called? Notre Dame de Paris. To my knowledge, in Tokyo, there aren't playhouses like in the West End where you have Mousetrap for 80 years. They don't have a theatre like that. This is just where they put on shows for two months and then it goes. And it's a Japanese cast. They're singing in Japanese. So it's not even like they can tour it to Asia because... The West End staging, I think it's the 25th anniversary staging that's touring around the UK, is also the one that tours, because they just went to Singapore and to Asia last year. That's a completely other show. Like, this is completely for this stage, Mm. for this company. The company is huge as well. There's, I think, I can't remember, it's either three or four separate casts, because... In Japan, they don't cast it as like, okay, so we have one Valjean and an understudy. They have three Valjeans, and they're all celebrity. Well, the Valjean is different, but the Fontaine and the Angela... Angela... They cast celebrities, and then people go and see the celebrity that they want to see. There's like six Tenardiers, it's ridiculous. Um, I've taken, again, it's in the programme, I've taken photos, but... Oh my God, are they all in costume? They're all in costume, yeah. So this is great podcasting material, but yeah, we're looking through the thing, but you can see um, there's like three of everyone that has a name, Um, like two bishops. (laughs) Um, to, uh, Bamata Boa, Bambatois. There are two fillies, like, there are two fillies and confairs and... The outfits look great. Yeah, no, like, even the, even the programme looks really expensive. Yeah, it's like thick paper and... Wow. How much did it cost? It was... It was either 2,000 or 10,000 yen. No, it wasn't 10,000 yen, because that's too much. It, It was either... I think it was 14 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, aren't these things usually like twenty five quid in London? Yeah, yeah. Like ten quid I, yeah. Yeah. for a program. Yeah, like twenty five quid for like a T shirt. Ah. But yeah. um, but in the West End, most of the program is like adverts for other shows yeah, in the West yeah, End. Yeah. It's like six mm-hmm. pages of like mm-hmm. actual stuff. And you but, just get like the actor headshots. It, yeah, yeah. This has got like proper stuff. Um it's got the cast profiles, it's got information about all of the crew who worked on it, including oh. the like British people who came and worked on it and about all of the people who worked on the original stuff. And then what was the most exciting for me after all of the... They have every character and what song they're in. Aww. What? Yeah, and it tells you whether they're on stage already, if they go off stage, if they have a... Like, at what point they appear in the song. Oh, my fucking God. So, and it also has the official name of the song and then the musical number so like basically how you would associate it so it has um people's song but then underneath it has do you hear the people sing uh, so it's like basically what scene you're in as well uh so that you can really like categorize where everyone is (laughs) and yeah for real and it has um so it has obviously Vajon, 
Javert, um, Fantine, uh, Eponine, Marius, Cosette, Tenardier, Mrs. Tenardier, Angelas, female ensemble, male ensemble. Yeah, it's like... It's, it's so, that's so detailed. You need to transcribe it for the... Yeah. Well, uh, quite a lot of it's in English. But, th- but then, so then after that, you also have Valet, Klaxu, Montparnasse. Like, it, it, it's not just, like, the main characters. And then it has... So, you know, I was saying how whenever I go to West End, I find it really interesting that the Japanese people in the audience are always, like, on Wikipedia reading mm. the, like... It the has synopsis. the entire play synopsis mm. in here as well. So it has the story and the musical numbers, just in case you were confused about the plot. Yeah. And then, actually, it was funny. I was sitting in the audience right at the beginning, and there was this couple behind me, and they just read the entire thing, and they went, oh, so he dies at the end. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Yeah. You can imagine the fucking couple sitting next to them like, are you (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and it has like what the song is called in Japanese and then the um, English name for the song. And then it has lyrics to the, uh, I guess, most iconic in Japanese songs. It's kind of interesting to see what they put in here. So it has, I dreamed a dream, castle on a cloud, master of the house. Um, do you hear the people sing stars uh, in my life on my own? Bring him home, empty chairs at empty tables. So. This feels about right to me. Yeah, the majority of them. Yeah. What's before I dreamed a dream, though? Basically, uh, who, who am I? Yeah, fair. But yeah, so if anyone... I know there are people who audio transcribe the Japanese lyrics because they're not really available anywhere. Mm. But So yeah, I've taken photos of all of these pages, so if anyone wants. Mm. Um, it'll be in the show notes. There's a Google Drive which has all of the pictures of all of the pages. I got kind of lazy in the end bits. I mean, after this, um, it has like stuff about Victor Hugo and stuff, which I'm assuming mm-hmm. is just like from wikipedia so then it has like yeah stuff about the play and stuff which i can't read because it's in really difficult japanese so if anyone wants to transcribe that for themselves you're more than welcome to i was just thinking about you know um the part which tells you where people are and when they come on and that Mm. i was thinking about like what would make that desirable information for like the standard showgoer to have and then was thinking what you said about the fact that they have a revolving cast mm. and and it and people are here to see celebrities. Right. Yeah. So like knowing when your favourite is gonna come on. Is gonna come on. Mm. Like that sort of makes so you know it when to pay sense. attention. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's interesting. Very clear. Yeah. yeah. The budget must be like indecent. Yeah. 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 Was um, it doing really well, do you, do you think? Oh absolutely. The ticket that I got Thankfully, I have a grandma in Japan who loves me a lot. Um, my ticket was 14,000 yen, 200 pounds, uh, uh, 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was right at the back. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine was the cheapest ticket that you could find. Wow. Um, it was full. It sold out on the day of release, obviously, oh, celebrities yeah. and stuff. Uh, my aunt managed to find one, like, on one of those, like, resale yeah. apps kind of thing. So I don't know how much further it had gone up in price. Mm. But when I was looking, it was in the 150, 200 range for wow. tickets. But, yeah, they sold out for the entire run. I don't know if it says what the dates are in here, but I think it was two months, 19th of April to the 28th of May. 
So just over a month. Gosh. Like the budget they put in for like set, mm. considering it was in for a month. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and like, where are they going to store it? Where are they going to put they it? Do with it? Yeah. Like so. maybe that's what the, what the staging that's coming. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, probably because if they're getting rid of the revolve. Oh, mm, actually, that is a lot of seats. Yeah. In a picture. So it goes A to X. There are 54 seats in the stalls. 57, sorry. Uh, we know we're bad at maths. There's at least well, a couple weird. thousand people in yeah. here. Yeah, and that's just the stalls. Then you have the circle as well. Oh, yeah, and then right at the back, it tells you when each celebrity is on and whether <laughs> it's a matinee or whether it's blah, blah. So For the whole run. For the whole mad. run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone had first time work to work into this Scheduling. Thing. Fuck yeah. me. Yeah. Can you imagine? And they had to do this, like before January, so, yeah. Um, When I went to see it, I had... This will probably mean something to someone. I was Jean Valjean, Shoichi Fukui. I had uh, Rio Uehara as uh, Javert. I, Ninomiya, as Fontine. Tomona Yabiku as Eponine. Taiki Naito as Marius. Erika Ikuta as Cosette. Tsukusa Saito as Tenadie. Honoka Suzuki as... Madame Tenardier, uh, Hiroki Aiba is Andras. Whoever these people are. Yeah. 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 So I really, really liked this production. It was pretty excellent. Like like I was saying, the production values were really good. The performances were... There's a hesitation. <laughs> yeah. You could tell. Like, you know when they did um, What's-His-Face... Um, they do like celeb casts, yeah. like they're doing now on the West End. Oh shit! What was um, Joe Jonas? Jonas. Yeah, what? when they they had a Joe Jonas uh, Marius because okay. celeb cast, yep. and and it was it was not very good. Yeah, and like you can tell that they know how to sing, but they are not singing in the theatre mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. and it was like ah, <laughs> and they probably had less rehearsal time because they had to like rehearse with. Mm three different sets of people and, like, all this kind of stuff. And it was, like, kind of a shame. It wasn't bad. It was, you know, great singing. These are actual singers and they're performers and, you know, it was just not very theatre. Mm-hmm. But then it contrasted to the... you could. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, you can tell who's worked in theatre before so dramatically because yeah. yeah. the people who actually know how to sing for theatre, are singing for theatre. Yeah. It's such a different style, theatre voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so here's going to start my rundown of every song of <laughs> Les Mis. Some of these um, have, like, one line, some of these I'm going to go into quite detail. Mm. So, Les Mis Japan 2019. Paper. Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I wrote in the top corner, because I had my notebook out, but it was pitch black. And also, actually, let's start this with... Me walking into a theatre in Japan, I was looking for my seat, and I couldn't find it, so I went to talk to one of the people to show me where my seat was, and I walked up to her, and I was like, uh, um, uh, so you um, R36? And she went, huh? <laughs> and I went, uh, 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 roku And she was like, uh, okay, and she, like, took me to the seat, and she was like, you know? <laughs> she like looked at me yeah. like, uh, this is your seat. And I was like, 
thank you, uh, arigato, uh, like, mm. back into Japanese. And I was like, oh, it was a complete slip up because I saw the R and then mm. obviously my brain went R36 English. rather than yeah. R Sanjiroku. Yeah. And uh, so I sat down and then I, like, went to take a photo of the stage mm. because they didn't have the curtains down. And she came up to me and she was like, ah, no photos. And I was like, ah, sorry, gome, uh, gome. Mm. And she was like, okay, uh, English, I don't speak. And I was like, no, that's okay. Uh, it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> um, and then, like, yeah. brought out my notebook and started, like, writing in English. And she was sat directly behind me. And I was like, I must look like the weirdest human. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just trying to work out, like, where you lie, what your intentions yeah. are. You... So, if anyone wants to listen to it, I have found... <laughs> Through means a recorded version, mm-hmm. an audio recorded version yes. mm-hmm. of the play. I have mm-hmm. linked it in the Google Drive if you would like to listen to it. Um, I had to listen of the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There are a couple of moments. I might when I'm talking about it. I might cut in some of the audio because mm-hmm. it demonstrates what I mean a couple more times. Okay, so yes, song by song. For anyone who hasn't seen the rehearsal photos of the 25th anniversary, or maybe I'll use the West End as my compar- like current 2019 mm. West End as my comparison because that's what I know the best and what you two know. Is so. that the one I saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the beginning in the West End one, all of the convicts are there and they're doing that mining thing um, yeah. and they're like... Le- you know, doing layers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so if you've seen the rehearsal, if you've seen any of the touring ones... They have changed it to the convicts are rowing, uh, like, on oars in a huge boat Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, So they're all kind of layered again, but with oars. Mm. Um, Awesome. (laughs) So there was a really nice moment right at the beginning where um, when the last person who is, like, look down, you're always visit, the last guy in that cycle gets up to hit a guard and Fajon like roughly pulls him down and like stands in way of the guard. Yeah. So it's like, oh you're like you're not thinking about yourself, you are physically protecting other yeah. people. It yeah, it was just really nice to open that up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Setting that, up his character. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No no like making that scene mean something in terms of his characterization rather than mm. just like here is exposition, like yeah. here is scene setting. For real. And, like, mm. it wasn't, like, the bishop pulling him down. It mm. was, like, basically, like, kneecapping him and then pulling him down kind of mm. thing in the, like, really rough get-the-fuck-down and we'll all yeah, suffer yeah. for it. But also, mm. like, behind That's that, like, mm. you know, you could read so much into it. Mm. Um, this might be one of the times that I play the clip. In between Jean Valjean getting his parole and then going to the next village there's that like um like rural dun 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 kind mm-hmm. of thing of like him going to the countryside in that little instrumental bit two girls who are obviously the little Cosette and little Eponine but used as like oh, okay. fodder yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like wait a minute that doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. No, but like mm-hmm. the actors are used yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're like uh, chasing each other And then one of the little girls trips and, like, falls over. 
and Bajon like picks her up and is like or goes to pick her up and is like, Oh, are you okay? Yeah. And then all of the villagers like push him away and are like, Ooh. Fuck you, get away from her and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, That's so good. <laughs> right there, you're like showing yeah. he's just come out of prison, but like it was a really nice moment of being like, he's a human. Mm. <laughs> he's literally just come out of prison and with the next song of all of them being like, Fuck you, get out of our space, blah blah blah. That one moment of him just being like Oh, little girl, are you okay? Yeah. Sets up again his yeah. whole future character. Yeah. So this was the thing where, like, from our perspective, where we've read that part of the book, and that it's like it's not what he's like at that stage. Yeah, like, yeah. He's at the yeah. stage where he's like not. But you can see why, with sort of like different cultural biases and stuff, mm. they would have, they would want to, or be like leaning into different aspects of mm, mm. his personality that they would want to be like. Oh, yes, but consider like. You might be assuming this already. Like yeah. here are a li- there's a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. yeah. And again, like with the first guy that he helped in mm. in the look down, mm. it wasn't like he was like, oh no, little girl, are you okay? Like scrambling to get mm. her. He just saw her trip and was like, oh, do you need a hand? Yeah. Mm. And that was so much like, yeah, you don't have to be like a saint to help yeah, a little yeah, girl, exactly. but also mm. you're not like a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. And then, so then he gets pushed around for that. And then there's, like, one of the, like, get out... I get half the men... You've given me half what the other men get. Mm. This handful of tin wouldn't buy my sweat. Mm. And then, in the next little bit, he's walking, and this... The little Gavroche actor comes on. With a coin. Oh, no! And he does the thing, and then it falls, and he's like Jean Valjean stamps on it, and the kid's like, "Hey, Mister, give me back my coin," yeah. and he's like, "Fuck off," and takes the coin. And I was like, "See, it's so simple. You can put things from the book into wow. the play. Oh, they're using every actual moment instead yeah. of just like yeah. an interlude." Yeah, and like again, because they put the little girl thing in and the look down thing in, mm. and then they put the. The village is treating them, him like shit, and he. Yeah, so he's yeah. decided, okay, well, I'm gonna. Fine. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be like shit. So then, so then, Vajon becomes really like really aggressive in the um, hotel scene, the inn scene. Mm. Like he starts a fight. He really goes mm. for it, and then they bring on like actual torches and like pitchforks oh and like. It was, I wrote down live fire. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> like it was a lot. Yeah, so then. Um, with the Bishop song, I wrote down, this is the first really different set. Why was it different, Nemo? Why didn't you write down why it was different? <laughs> why was it different? It was different because you had... Oh, yeah, because you had the whole room. Like, it wasn't like they brought out a table and put yeah. two candles on it. Yeah. They brought out, like, the entire fucking... Um, Oh shit! What is it like with walls? With walls, yeah. Oh, um, this is gonna have to be fact checked by who? Who knows? But um, <laughs> I was thinking of with with some of the stuff that you were saying before as well. Like it shows maybe more explicitly than we get in the West End. The moral that we get from Lame is, which is like society makes bad people, like mm. bad, like cruel people. You know, people who bad things come from the treatment of society. Yeah, and I'd right. say maybe that shows that more explicitly than yeah. what we actually get in the West End. Yeah, for real. Like, uh, in such a short amount of time, they really, like, 
amplified the stakes a lot more than in the West End. Because, like, when he gets, like, pushed around, pushed around a bit in the inn, in the West End mm. one, it's like, all right, well, you can just go somewhere else. Yeah. Or, like, it doesn't really show time passing that well. Yeah. Whereas this one really, like, yeah, it, like, you see him go from prison helping his friend, helping that girl, stealing from Petit Gervais, st- like, honestly, like, nearly killing someone in the inn mm. to the bishop... Yeah. And then so when the bishop happens it's like such a monumental like change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they brought on this this was the first big set. It really made you go, "Oh, so this is important." Mm. Mm. This is a moment that we need to pay attention to because obviously they wouldn't spend money on something that's supposed to be mm. like thrown away. Mm. Um I wonder if as well if they're like setting up with the staging um the showing Valjean moving into a civilized space. Mm. If you know what I mean, mm. it's like it's that like mm. it's that like this man who has sort of been running through the countryside like doesn't know how to behave in so, like in these social sort of environments and mm. that sort of thing, and then he moves into this like I'm a scare quoting civilized mm. because of all of the connotations of it, yeah. but like into that space that he doesn't know how to function in yeah really anymore because yeah suddenly putting him in an enclosed space as well it, yeah, it kind of yeah, reminds yeah, me yeah. of the what was it it was like trap like the thing when they were talking about he being in jail and he was basically like a tiger or if if a trapped animal sees the light will just yeah, yeah run no matter yeah. what and stuff yeah oh yeah so like building up this really powerful energy and stuff and then he does his big powerful I can't think of the lyrics, so I'm hedging. Um, at the end of the bishop, when he runs away, he gets the candles, sticks, and then he breaks up his parole paper. And it's like that huge swell of music. And then usually it goes straight into the, what was it, 18 blah blah blah, yeah. M S R M. This one, it built the music and then just went really simply, Les Mis in oh. Victor Hugo's handwriting. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was really interesting because I'd never felt emotional during a scene change before. Oh. But then I was like, they, the people who go and watch this, everyone bought a program. I'm not kidding, yeah. like yeah. everyone bought a program. They all have that little bit of Wikipedia that tells them that uh, that um, Jean Valjean goes to montreal sur Yeah, They don't need that information. So you can put something really like... Um, cinematic cinem- yeah really yeah, cinematic yeah. and something moving so it's not information and you're just like mm. you have a moment to just be like oh my <laughs> god like um, and to listen to the orchestra and to like calibrate that you've just seen this like huge long sequence mm. and like you've seen this huge part and um, I forgot to say at the start that instead of having the traditional cassette image you know, when you go to West End and you're waiting for it to start, it has the projected yeah. Little Girl Gazette mm, on yeah. it. They had made a facsimile, facsimile. Yeah. yeah, of um, some of Victor Hugo's artwork. Oh. And all of the font was his handwriting. Yeah. So it was really like, it didn't feel um, like West End or theatery. It felt very like art. Mm. Even though you know you're in this really mm-hmm. expensive, it's called Imperial Theatre, it's next to the Imperial Palace. Mm. For some reason, seeing Victor Hugo's artwork and his handwriting, mm. and, like, it really... It really 
added a sense of otherworldliness <clears throat> like context like and history yeah like... yeah in a way that like a projection of this image that you see on all of the mm. like media and stuff mm. you have this like connotation of it being a poster mm. yeah. whereas the artwork is like uh-huh. more personal yeah, yeah personal yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah that transition phase from <laughs> those two scenes was really like wow i can't believe I can't believe they've made me emotional so early on (laughs) with me at the back of my head going like, wow, I spent a fucking ton of money on this. Like, so yeah. Good job, director. Good job, director. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, um, the factory was like, they watched the film. They got the set of the film. (laughs) Like that long table. Were they doing the colors? Yeah. Was the lighting doing the thing that I like? (laughs) The lighting was really, naturalistic actually no just it wasn't just red and blue yellow and blue yeah um so they had this long line of this long table with the women working on it and they were actually working on it and they had their like bags of jet beads and they were like making the things so you could tell that they were actually doing something yeah only fontine was not working so again it made sense that they were all like looking at her because instead of gossiping to one side as they're all like standing around they were working and she was allowed to not work Mm. I mean the foreman was cornering her Mm -hmm. but she was specifically being pinpointed to be separated Mm. and on the other side of the table as well so it was like forcing that like dynamic Mm. and you could tell from a glance that she was not one of them yeah Mm. Again, like, really simple visual things to just aid in that, like, Mm. oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, so in the, you know, when she's saying about the letter and she's like, um, yeah, so what? We all all have secrets, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, It always struck me as weird that she never tried to, like, lie about... Ptolemy's. Ptolemy's. And to be like, oh, I'm... A widow uh, or yeah. something like because she does in the text doesn't she as I, yeah, as I, yeah, I think so she like makes something up but then yeah. that but then that lady the landlady goes yeah. and investigates yeah. Yeah. in this one she says yes the father like she specifically puts the blame on the father she mm. says how are there so um he's basically like a um deadbeat dad kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. like yeah so she specifically says that and I was like yeah like you would right like you would at least yeah. try to explain it rather yeah. than being like oh yeah. no uh, yeah I was knocked up <laughs> so yeah. like putting a lot more of the responsibility of being kicked out on the foreman rather than mm. on her yeah which I hadn't really thought about before but yeah. like really yeah it was like yeah she would say that it wasn't her fucking fault <laughs> like yeah. dreamed dream it was good yeah. It didn't, like, tug at my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that was really good was that during I Dreamed a Dream, she was, like, fiddling with her, like, the neck of her dress quite a lot, and I was like, oh, I wonder what... Or, like, going towards her heart a lot, and I was like, oh, that looks a bit hammy. Mm. Then she, like, pulled out her locket, mm. the locket that she sells later with the hair in, and then she starts singing oh. to the locket. And I was like, that's really good foreshadowing, because then when it comes to the scene later, it yeah, it's mm. like, oh, you don't just have a random locket. This yeah, one, Like, yeah. you're specifically... This is your... This is that, yeah. ...important thing. Mm. So, yeah, she spent the entirety of A Dream to Dream not thinking about 
Ptolemy's, but about Cosette. Oh. So that was nice. Lovely ladies. Started with seaside sounds. So that's when I noticed that they had put more sound effects in. Mm. So it wasn't, yeah. Because I was like, oh, that's a seagull. <laughs> no bell for Javert. Oh, there wasn't oh, yeah. the... I remember dong. from the uh, game. Yeah. yeah, Valjean and Javert stay a healthy distance apart. <laughs> um, Two feet and no less. Yeah, exactly. The guy, the shitty guy. Yeah. I had like a slice of the pie before I. Yeah, 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 yeah. He like beats Fontaine up before she attacks him. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh he's holding on to her and then she scratches mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He has. I I can't. I didn't write down specifically mm-hmm. what he does, but he. You can in no way say it was her fault mm. yeah. what he does to her. Mm. And it's absolutely defence that mm. she strikes him. And again, it was that, like, yeah, maybe if you hadn't read Les Mis or if you weren't going into Les Mis, if you were going into Les Mis the first time and you were an arsehole, you could see that scene on West End and be like, oh, but she did, like, mm. hit him. I don't know. I've seen, like, I think in the one that I saw more recently, they seem to have pushed it more. mm like, I think, but I think it's getting to the point now where they're pushing it more. Whereas yeah. a couple of years ago, even mm. Mm. I, yeah, I suppose it. I think you would still need to be a pretty shitty person, like, yeah, because he yeah. usually has her like yeah. So then, do you really need this like added violence? But then, isn't that his argument when Javert walks up and he's like, "Oh, look, she attacked me." But if yeah. you've got and Javert, yeah. isn't he like, "Did you?" But if you have her looking attacked and he's still yeah. being a dick about it then you're yeah, like oh yeah, so Javert exactly. he knows yeah, what's happened yeah. and he's choosing to yeah she believe. yeah she absolutely looked like mm. she had been beaten up it wasn't mm. yeah she wasn't like yeah 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 so this is the Javert moment I guess of like mm. getting on to Javert he he was very anime villain Oh my god. And you could definitely hear it in the way that he was talking and the way that he was singing. I think I was telling you, Grace, this about the. I was watching this interview with this like young actor who had just yes. um, done something like the equivalent of Kamen Rider or Power Rangers or something. Mm. And um, he had been taught that he couldn't just stop. When he stopped moving, he had to stop and then do this like uh, again podcasting, like, but like, like a like a flourish. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to to give it like a definite. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, definitely. Evil. I am arrived. <laughs> like <laughs> while everyone else was slightly more naturalistic. Yeah, it was like I am Javert. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> um, and you can you can definitely hear it in this. Sometimes it like become. I think Stars was a lot more naturalistic, but there are a couple of songs where he's like, and I'm a character actor. Oh, that's such a um, bit of a shame, actually. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but then it makes... Some of the Jean Valjean and Valjean scenes were, like, really wild. The cart runaway was the first time Jean Valjean and Javert get anywhere near each other. Mm-hmm. Javert helps Jean Valjean into his jacket and, like, dresses him um, and helps him... Up. He like holds out his hand. Valjean accepts it, mm. and then Javert puts on his coat for him. Mm. Is that while he's doing his like 
And I think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've never seen a man so swell. Yeah, yeah. Javert, mm. while he was doing it, like, was barely masking his, like, and I fucking know who the fuck you are. <laughs> this was one of the songs where it was, like, character actory, where he's like, oh, bitch, I got you. <laughs> like... <laughs> So yeah, that was interesting. Okay, so then the who am I into the trial. So who am I was, yeah, okay, he goes to the trial. I think I actually zoned out through this. <laughs> and then I noticed that Javert didn't have a baton. And I was like, yeah. huh, interesting. Because like, I was like, like trying to pre-guess what was going to happen yeah. as it was happening. And then the trial happens, blah, blah, blah. And then Bajan runs off. And this other police officer comes up to Jean uh, to Javert and hands him the, like iron cuffs, like handcuffs with a chain. And then Javert like holds onto them and then like swings them like a nunchuck. <laughs> oh my god! And then like zooms after Jean Valjean. So then pause on that for for a second. We're in the hospital. I forgot to say earlier, a lot of the cost, uh, like you were saying, Stevie, when we were looking through the the cast photos, the costumes have been the eightiesness of the costumes has been removed. Mm-hmm. So like, um, they're just a little bit more filmic and less theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was nice. Um, so the sisters in the hospitals don't have the huge things, which is you know, <laughs> not historically accurate, but it, I think it. Less distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Valjean is warming Fontaine's hands and, like, holding them between Mm -hmm. his and, like, yeah, (laughs) good ASMR. (laughs) And then, like, kisses her forehead. And it's, like, really... I I think as well it kind of shows that time has passed a little bit or, like, that they have some kind of interaction. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, like, here, have my child. It's, like... (laughs) Or at least that he's a caring spirit, or like something mm. between them, other than like I feel guilt about yeah. what I've done to yeah. you. So she knows yeah. that he has a, a caring bone yeah. in him somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like really nice, sweet. <laughs> yeah, because it, it do, like it doesn't really make sense that he offers to take. Yeah, Cosette, like, yeah. like in the musical, like yeah. I don't think yeah. it's like okay, really... sure, uh, okay, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then this great moment. Javert runs in with a motherfucking chain and then they have a fight and then I notice that there's no chair. Oh my god. So what's Jean Valjean gonna bring to fight with? He just Oh my god. (laughs) That would be hilarious. No, what what happens is Javert is doing the nunchucky with the handcuffs. Vajon is like dodging, dodging, dodging. Then like gets a punch in, catches the other end of the chain, loops it around, kicks Javert to the ground so he has got his boot on Javert's spine while Javert is like kneeling on the ground wraps the chain around Javert's neck and holds him like a fucking dog. (laughs) And I was sat there like, 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Christ! It's that, it's that, it's the thing where it's like, oh, he is at his mercy, he has this choice to kill him right mm-hmm. now, and he lets him get away. But also, I suppose this depends with how they did the staging for the barricade scenes, mm. but that's that's how Javert is, is restrained in, at the barricade. Yeah, yeah. So, like... I don't think that they thought that through because the barricade scene is not mm. like that. Again, it's like the aggression is a lot more in this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're heightening the stakes of everyone else, it makes more sense that Jean Valjean is more aggressive. But then I don't like that he no. has to, like, yeah. up himself escalate. to, like... Yeah, escalate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good word. So, yeah, Castle on a Cloud and Master of the House... They really hit on the non-sympathetic Tenardiers. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, partially, Japanese audiences, I mean, in this one show that I went to see, you can kind of guess, probably, from stereotypes, It it's not like a, ha, 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 yeah, woo, kind of thing. It's like, you can hear it in the recording as well. Like, um, you applaud when the song is finished. You don't yeah. whoop or cheer. There were there were laughs where you would expect in Master of the House, mm-hmm. but they yeah they definitely nailed the like you are not good characters, mm. and the comedy wasn't played for a <laughs> we're bumbling adorable dorks. Mm. It was played for no we are vindictive and we know what we're doing. Mm. So I was like yeah good nice, job. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first guest that comes in in Master of the House actually had a character to him so he was like a perfume seller he came in with this like box of like perfumes and stuff and he sold some to Madame Tenardier and no no she steals it um, so yeah he she steals some perfume from him the second guest it was ableist it was a blind man with a bird in a cage and then Tenardier stole the bird they used that bird in the, like, throw in the cat, mm. uh, tail of the cat and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that yeah. was mm. kind of funny because the cloud mm. of feathers went up oh, and stuff. So mm. it was like, that's where the comedy is, not, mm. like, other places. Not mm-hmm. the thing that, like, not these characters are funny. Yeah, sort of yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still, like, hammed up the fact that he's a blind man in the 19th century and is using mm. a bird and they gave him this, like, empty cage. Madame Tenardier, I used to dream that I would... Uh, and the um he thinks he's such a I think he's quite a lover. But there's not much there. Yeah. So she's singing this while in the kitchen rather than outside. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And she has a baguette. <laughs> and not much there is punctuated by three hearty chops with a meat cleaver. <laughs> <laughs> So that was funny. Um, so the stuff in the woods was cute, but again, it's normal kind of shit. Vajon uh, comes in, Ms. Madame Tenardier takes one look at him, takes out the perfume and just, like, sprays it all <laughs> over her. And then she, like, does the thing where she's like, oh, sir, and he, like, comes near her and goes... <coughs> <laughs> and, like, takes the stuff away, and I was like... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, again, it's a nice, like, through line where it's, like, yeah. these songs aren't individual songs. This is yes. part of a story. Yeah. And then it was really cute. Okay, so uh, after the bug and stuff has happened and they're, like, coming out of the thing and he he doesn't dress her 
in the like black clothing. She says, so will you take me to a castle now? And she says, yes. He says, um, I've written down, yes, you revolve around a castle, but I don't think that's what I meant to write down. You deserve a castle? Mm-hmm. Yes, your life will resolve around a castle now. Mm-hmm. And then he like brings out Catherine and then he like does one of those like stagey princey bows yeah. to um, Catherine and to Gazette. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, like, swings her around and stuff. And it's like, mm. yeah, you're not just, like, taking this child and, like, leading her by the hand. And and that stuff, and that thing where they're, like, holding hands and they spin in a circle is cute. But this is, like, Castle on a Cloud, Catherine. Catherine. Catherine is, like, the little doll that okay. he gives her. He, he's joining her imagination. Yeah. He's, like... Mm-hmm. Connecting. Con- yeah, connecting mm-hmm. with her and stuff. Parenting. No, parenting, <laughs> yeah. It was, like... Again, nice small touch that you can put in and it really humanizes people. Mm-hmm. Paris, the beggars come in, look down, look down. Gavroche comes in, frog leaps over all of the beggars, <laughs> then gets chased afterward by the police and is like, yeah, fuck the po. Um, they really um, bigged up Lamarck in this. There mm-hmm. are huge flags, uh, like French flags and red flags. That's great, though, because it doesn't exactly. make any fucking sense yeah, yeah. if you don't know. Lamarck is dead. Who the fuck's Lamarck? Lamarck? Yeah. Like, yeah. We've not spoken about him until now, basically. Yeah. So as soon much. as you get into Paris, yeah. huge things that just say, yeah. Viva la Revolution and Viva Lamarck, and like yeah. just really subtly being, not even subtly, just being yeah. like, hey, this, this is guy. a name. The Revolution. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and they keep all of the like uh, revolutionary boys who are on stage at the time they call him Shogun, which um, does mean general, but it was funny to me that he was called Lamarck Shogun. <laughs> um, sounded very samurai. The robbery. Um, so this is when all of the characters meet again. Uh, Thenardiers are trying to rob Vajon and Cosette. Javert comes on and is, like, arresting all of them. And the entire time that Thenardier is doing his, like... And remember when you nicked him? It was me. Yeah. So, yeah. Like the entire time, Javert like picks up a piece of propaganda from the floor, is just like walking around the stage reading that and absolutely not paying any attention to him. And then, like, when Tenardier finishes speaking, is like, Oh, sorry, were you saying something? He was like, Oh, you yeah. dramatic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was a really, really nice bit. So. Like, so then Javert goes, get the scum of the street. He's, like, yelling, and all of the criminals are running away. And then Gavroche is also there, just, like, mimicking what Javert is saying, and he's being like... Hey, go! Hey, go on! Leave! Go on! Get out of here! Get out of here! And he's, like, walking around, and obviously his back is turned to Javert, and he, like, turns around, and Javert is, like, right there. And he goes, um, he, like salutes to Javert and is like alright uh, alright governor. Right, governor and is like see you around and it was like again for later mm-hmm. a nice like setting up that they have this like relationship mm-hmm. where even though Javert has just been really hard on all of these criminals and stuff and obviously Gavroche is not actually telling these people to like fuck mm-hmm. off but they have that like alright I see you like mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. Also, Gavroche, as someone who has no fear of danger, does, mm, like mm. doesn't fear the, the cops. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, which I guess comes back for him at some point. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell at the time, but it sounded like Gavroche said, Oyaji Monsieur, which would be like, 
uncle mister, like mister uncle. So that was kind of fun. I don't know if it's actually what yeah. he said, but mm. to me that's what it sounded like, and I was like, headcanon, accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stars was really fucking beautiful. Um, again, it had Hugo's artwork of Paris in the background. So it, instead of being a projection or anything, like it, obviously it was a projection, but it was a projection of the artwork, and it didn't look like a projection. It looked like, I don't know, it was like dark navy black silvers kind of. It kind of reminded me of um, Picasso's mm. stars as well, and that kind of like abstracted. It was just really atmospheric and beautiful. After the hectic of the last, to strip it down back to the artwork again mm-hmm. was really like personal. And, yeah, the singing was okay, but the atmosphere of it was, like, calm and beautiful and you could tell that they were in Paris, but it wasn't, like, a photo of Paris that they put a layer over. Mm. Like, yeah, it was just really nice, a nice still moment. ABC Café, Grantaire straddles Marius. (laughs) That's the only thing I've got written down. (laughs) Nice. Um, oh so yeah, the, no. So they're in the uh, content of Marius camp. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah mm-hmm. um, I drew a little picture just in case I forgot what that looked like. like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there was no ER interaction. Oh yeah. So um, during like ABC Cafe and stuff, the like group of boys are all singing together and blah blah. blah. When Gavroche comes in, he like tries to join the crowd or like to get in and stuff. And there was a lot of Grantaire Gavroche interaction. So uh, Grantaire basically like pulling him out of the crowd and like keeping an eye on him and like having one hand on his shoulder the entire time and just being like, and <laughs> you are a child. Yeah. But in the movie, doesn't he have when Gavroche dies, Grantaire has like a moment or like maybe they just like do a shot of like him looking really upset. And I was yeah. like, did you didn't even fucking interact? Exactly, so. yeah. I think it's confirmed. Yeah, it's one of the other barricade boys. Yeah, but he has. But he has. Yeah, but it's mm. free, isn't it? But it's. There was a sad boy. Yeah, yeah. but then, like he has the same, a very comparable face uh, and okay. the same hair. Uh-huh. So like it, it's it's mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. very same same yeah yeah same. It's, well, someone was sad, but they hadn't built really yeah. much of a relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas it, it, yeah. so far it sounds like it's been this version has been about characters interacting yeah. more than you're all in a play you're all sort of having your own moments yeah. mm. um, do you hear the people sing there were women in it oh sure yeah Rupert May Heart Full of Love oh my god so this is the scene where they brought out a whole fucking house <laughs> <laughs> with the gate the gate not just being like a piece of metal like that open and stuff it had like the in- it had some brickwork and stuff, enough that Marius climbs on top of the gate, sings his part of Heart Full of Love mm. on the top of the gate with one knee resting on this pillar, which has a lamp on it. So he's, like, oh got this, like, lamp light on oh, him. Cute. They did a Romeo and Juliet moment where, like, he's, like, yeah, the... the <laughs> The, the love song and then he starts singing and then she like comes outside on the balcony and is like who the fuck is singing oh. and then like sees him and is like oh my god and then like closes the door and he's like oh no she hates me and then she like arrives oh, back at on. the main doors and comes out and they do that like cute thing mm. and then he like jumps off the gate and they have the thing and yeah it was cute well, so where, where is the scene between um, Rajan and Cosette set are they both on the balcony they are both on the balcony, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a bit... Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh yeah, so then there's a balcony, right? Like Romeo and Juliet style balcony. Um, the Tenardiers bum rush the house, they get over the gate and into inside and they like climb up the walls and start like hanging off of the balcony and stuff. So when Eponine does the like, hey fuck off, what the fuck, mm. there's like a comedy part where they're like swinging off the balcony and doing like jumps and stuff and it's like, yeah, interesting, yeah. Mm. you know, something visual. Mm. Um, anyway, so yes, one day more. The only projection that I didn't like was as they start to march in the background they had like a projection of the street that they're walking down if you imagine like a mobile game where you're like walking <laughs> down a street and then you can see the like perspective skewing Aww. towards the middle distance yeah it wasn't amazing um but yeah so that was the first half Gavroche follows Javert off stage after one day more when he goes to do his spy stuff Gavroche is like yeah I'm keeping my eye on you I really like I really liked how One Day More was translated into Japanese and it just means it's Ashita Kureba which is um, if tomorrow comes mm. so yeah uh, yeah it's it was nice can I yeah. ask how like because obviously things like One Day More to Revolution and that mm. how, how, how does that like I'm gonna have to listen to it again Yeah, okay, so interestingly, they never say one day more. Okay. So it's not like uh, one day more or, mm. on my own. She, uh, Eponine said um, uh, another day all on my own. Mm. Jean Valjean also like didn't say one day more. So it's more translate, translate, like translate the meaning than like choose a poetic writing yeah, thing. Yeah, okay, exactly. Well, that's fair. Yeah, so um, the letter. Eponine is bringing a letter from Marius to Cosette. Valjean has a manservant taking his luggage out of the house to a carriage, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, Valjean, who had eaten the wing of the chicken? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he opens this gate for this manservant to, like, lift this heavy suitcase out, Mm. and that's when Eponine, like, comes through the gate. And then he, like attacks Eponine. Well, because this, like, random kid has just Mm. entered his house. Not, like, sucker-punching, but, like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Mm. She, like, holds out the letter, and he's like, I still don't want anything to do with you. Mm. And then she takes off the hat and then shows that she's a girl. And then Mm. he, like, relaxes. (laughs) Everyday sexism. And And then she's like, oh, you know, I need to give this to Cosette. And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, but I'm, I'm a girl, so I can go into your house, right? And he's like, no, you can give the letter to me. Mm. Um, um, on my own was really, really good. The stage was, after having this huge house on it, completely cleared, it was one of those times where you finally see how big the stage mm. is, and it's like, yeah. she's on her own. Oh, no. um, again, it was really pretty and dark and quiet and... The lighting wasn't hammy, <laughs> and it was like sim- It was so simple, and they didn't have to do anything, and she just sung, mm. and the focus was on her. And then the barricade gets revealed, and she turns towards it, and then she's just illuminated from the back like a saint. Mm. Like, you see this really powerful shadow with a really harsh spotlight on mm. her, 
with the barricade like coming in on the background and it was like <laughs> like she is going to die on this barricade and she is in this barricade and she is part of this barricade and she is mm. the meaning of France and liberty yeah. and like she is the soul of the people mm. that will be crushed by yeah this. exactly it was just so good choice good stuff good yeah. stuff poignant yeah, yeah. Um, Javert coming over the barricade blah blah it was standard lesbian poet was so mm. obvious because she was wearing the gayest waistcoat <laughs> in the entire world oh, fantastic yeah. she actual li- lesbian poet yeah um, I like saw her and went ah it's a lesbian poet, lesbian poet. and then she started yeah. speaking and I was like oh it was the lesbian poet <laughs> a little fall of rain a little drop of rain it was okay so instead of her because she she's actually already this side of the barricade so again, so see, there's no revolve. Once the barricade is there, it's there. Mm. So Eponine doesn't come over the barricade. They're, like, already fighting. Mm. And then she comes in, sees Maris is fighting, sees the gunshots, pushes him out of the way, like, with her body, and then takes the shot for him. Mm. So it's not like, oh, there's a boy coming over the barricade, bang, bang. It's like she sacrificed herself mm. for Marius. Again, character interaction, <laughs> making the scene have mm-hmm. emotion. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being uh, stage right, audience left, sort of out of the way over mm-hmm. in the corner, dead center. I don't. Yeah, I liked it a lot more because it was like it. It felt like it meant more instead of being like, oh, they dragged her over here and now mm-hmm. she's like dying in this corner. It was like she died here in the center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's attention, like, comes towards her and then everyone has to look at her and there's, like, the different levels and layers of everyone, like, surrounding her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at the end of A uh, Little Fall of Rain and Gavroche and Grantaire are, like, standing to the side and then Gavroche, like, goes to run, like, towards the barricade. Grantaire catches him, Gavroche pulls away and you think it's going to be, like, oh, is he going up to get the bullets already? Like, what's happening? He gets um, Eponine's hat from where it had fallen mm. and he gives it to Marius and then he goes to Grant- uh, Gavroche goes to Grantaire and then he just hugs him. Yeah, and I was like, oh, again, characterization. Yeah. <laughs> um, and showing that obviously these people, have, even if it doesn't tell you that they're brother yeah. and sister, they have emotional ties towards each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff with Javert and Jean Valjean... Uh, Jean-Marie comes over, it's normal. When he takes him to get shot, it doesn't happen stage left, audience right. So if you're on the West End stage, there are, like, tiny little wing things on mm. the left and right of the stage where sometimes some of the, like, side characters go. Vajon mm. takes Javert all the way to stage right, audience left, this little, like, island, and he takes him there, and then that whole interaction happens there. Mm. And then you see, like, behind, there's, like, a little doorway that must go off stage. Um, it's pretty standard. Doesn't... There's another thing around his neck, which is, like... Mm. It would have been a great callback if they yeah, did the yeah, chain yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so then they do their interaction. And then, before Javert, like, goes off stage, they take a really long moment to, like, look at each other. And he, like, slowly backs away. But, like, after a lot of non-good... Vajon Javert interactions, mm. not in like the shippy way, but in the yeah. like, they've had so many great interactions between Guantan and Gavroche and stuff. Mm-hmm. This was the first time that they had looked each other in the eye, and it was like a still moment between them. Mm. 
And I was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sort of evaluating each other and, like, that's Yeah, sort of, mm. thinking. You can see that Javert is thinking. Yeah. So that's probably a good yeah. thing. When Vajon comes back, you know, they do that thing. So they knock their guns on the floor and, mm. like, mm. do the gunpowder thing. Mm. Before they do that, one of the barricade boys comes up to Jean Vajon and just goes, um... Which is, we're very grateful to you. Which was, like, kind of set that as well, of, like, we are boys and we didn't want to kill this prisoner. Mm. Thank you for taking that load off of us. So, again, characterising the group by having this random... And, and then they did the, like, bang-bang on the floor to show that they were all in solidarity kind of thing. Which was nice. Again, solidarity, mm-hmm. characterization, small things. <laughs> Drunk of me, no ER. Um, <laughs> pretty standard. Um, Did they not even have the, like... They didn't touch, they didn't look at each other. That's, like... Yeah, that's, really bizarre. It's a, it feels like a waste, though, like, not having that, like, the, mm-hmm. the like, despairing character and the, like, figure of hope having that, like... Mm-hmm. That's done. Not even, like, not even from a, like, this is something that, that like, well, we used to be super into ship-wise. Like, yeah. Like, that seems... They completely just missed yeah. that entire yeah. character relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, bring him home was okay. Nothing to write home about. <laughs> Nothing to bring home about. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, to ring home about. There's the joke. Damn it. <laughs> um, okay, again, highlighting, there's no revolve. Mm-hmm. Gavroche goes over the barricade. You can't see him. Oh. So you see all of the boys, and they're, like, putting their arms through the barricade, trying to, like, clamber up it and stuff, and you just hear them go, no, 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 bang, bang. And then... Oh, shit. I didn't know what to feel about it. There were people sobbing, so obviously people found it sad. But, um, I mean, it's standard stuff, but... It's kind of interesting to not see what's happening, because you have that tension of, like, my imagination is going to make this worse, I think. You see the pouch get thrown over. Pouch get thrown over, you hear bang, bang, you hear... "Ah," And then you hear all of the boys go, Gavroche! And then you hear him singing again. And he's, like, weak and feeble. And then you see him climb to the top of the barricade, punches in the air, gets shot, and falls over the barricade again. Falls back. No, falls towards the audience. Uh, Marius catches him, and they, like, um, carry him. Like, what's it called? When you relay race, when you, like, pass on Mm. the Mm. relay thing, they relay him down the barricade between each... So it goes, Marius, Epinine, uh, Andreas passes to R, who like carries him all the way down mm. and then just carries him off stage without, no, not off stage, down stage, and then just like puts him down and like sobs. Mm. And it's like, yeah, again, characters. Like, mm. <laughs> and then that's when you really see Andreas start to have a character as well. That's when he becomes like, oh, that was me. That was my fault. Mm-hmm. So then final battle happens. Um, Grante stands up, picks up a gun. They all go to fight. As they fight, it's really dark, like almost pitch black. As each character gets shot and dies, they get a hard mm. spotlight on them and you see them die. And then, so it's like... Mm. And then at the top you see Andreas. Mm. 
and then like and he's at the top and he's got the flag um and then pitch black again and then you have the like come down of the music but then when the lights come up again you can't see Andras on this side so you're like oh is it gonna it can't revolve so how are you gonna mm. show the iconic scene mm. of him hanging down mm. they I can't I can't remember how it's done I think it in that pitch darkness all of the boys had left the barricade and the bar no the barricade comes apart with all of the boys on it so then mm. they depart empty stage Javert is like looking around doing his like thing sees a cart comes on like someone is pulling a cart and it has Andras' oh. body draped yeah. down mm. with the red flag in it nice. and mm. Javert looks at it and like kind of confirms that I think it's like the yes mm. it's the leader mm-hmm. and is like take him away turns around, sees Gavroche's body on the floor, walks towards him, bends down, and, um, like, there's, like, a really long moment where he's just kneeling beside Gavroche's body, mm. kind of like in the film where he gives him that badge mm. of that, like, calling back to that moment in the Paris earlier mm. when they had that moment of eye contact, mm. like, this that's a child. Mm. Can I ask, with the, um, when, say, when Fantine died dies mm. and when Gavosh dies mm. and Evelyn I guess. Do they do the light? They did hard spotlight as well. So like hard spotlight or like as in like So not like the soft white yeah, light that like gradually grows. Circle of light sort yeah. of mm-hmm. interesting. Um I think it was softer before it got to the barricade. Yeah. Especially that Eponine moment right before she goes mm. onto the barricade. Like I was saying the silhouette mm-hmm. thing. That's the first time where it was like hard pinpoint light Mm. and I'm saying spotlight it wasn't cheesy like dramatic Mm. top down spotlight it was artful that's Mm. probably a better word but Mm. it looked cool sewers they haven't (laughs) yeah this is another one where the projection was worse than Mm. I think the sewers on West End for all it being a revolve and just like that works really well yeah it does you can imagine so much more this one had a projection of like different sewer scenes and it was like mm, yeah less effective mm. ah ooh John ah, Valjean that made me laugh so much <laughs> um, Jean Valjean and Valjean just shout at each other when he pulls him out of the gutter and is like um, listen to me give me like two more seconds please just you can see this boy they're just shouting at each other it was not great it was just like Fuck you, no fuck you. Javert points a gun at Valjean. It mirrored the barricade, shoot me now or shoot me later, mm-hmm. kind of thing. More than it shot, more than it mirrored anything else, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nothing to write home about. Yeah. It's weird, they seem to have like missed some quite big like, yeah. emotional opportunities. Like, I don't know what, and it's always the Jean Valjean and Valjean scenes, and it might be because they're not the celebrities. It's interesting that they're not the celebrities. Yeah, I, I think that they're the ones that nobody in Japan would go and see. Mm-hmm. They're just, they they tended to be the theatre actors, maybe. I don't know whether I'm speaking out of my own ass, mm-hmm. but the younger ones were what people would go and buy mm-hmm. the tickets for. Unless you were Lame is person. Mm. Mm. Isn't it a choice though to not choose to have celebrities play <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple characters? Yeah. I guess 
Yeah, well, they might be celebrities, but they might be older celebrities that, like, more middle-class Japanese people would want to go and see. Mm -hmm. Kind of like if you had... Come on, Michael Nima. Ball. Yeah, the thing is, like, yeah. it's like by having Alfie Bow play. Yeah, you're it's like, like, oh shit, like it's Alfie Bow. Like, whereas mm. if you're not super into, you get music. Alfie Bow and Joe Jonas kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like you have the J-pop boy and you have the stage actor from Ooh. 50 years ago. Yeah, it's weird though because it's the sort of thing where the fact that they chose to not have them as celebrities means that. They know that it's important that these characters have emotional weight, mm. like. But then they didn't give them emotional weight yeah. because, well, because that's not where all the money is going yeah. towards. So you have to prioritize the people. And also, I think because if you have a, if you have these three Vajons mm. and you have these three Mariuses, mm. and you have Mariai. to rehearse Mariai, you have to rehearse <laughs> some people more intensely than yeah. others. You're going to rehearse the people who aren't stage actors mm, yeah. and who can't carry their own weight yeah. I guess, I don't know I'd... yeah, I don't know, it just, it doesn't, like that's, like for them to make the choice to not make them celebrities so, mm. so in, in going like, right, it's really important that, like there are like actors here who can pull this off mm. yeah. and then not making sure that they can, they pull it off mm. like, like they should all have been celebrities yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> only those two yeah so <laughs> so the suicide I've been waiting for you to get to this bit Javert comes on looking like the biggest anime goth you've ever <gasps> seen <laughs> hair out of the pony like <laughs> Alucard style oh like um, long hair his hair is a mess his shirt Top two buttons, unbuttoned. <gasps> Ruffled. <laughs> the bridge is great. He jumps up onto the railing and, like, it, it's like a proper... It's not just, like, a segment of bridge. It goes across the whole stage. There's, like, three different layers of it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you again, the artwork of Paris in the background from stars, so that atmosphere and the stillness and, like... It was so beautiful and, like, he was singing it for once, not, like, a drama kid. Or at least in my memory. I'd probably listen to it again and be like, oh, he was. But <laughs> even his singing couldn't tar the experience. Oh. And so I was looking at it, uh, at the bridge, and I was thinking, oh, how are they going to do it? Because actually it would look really good, because they have this amazing projection in the background. It would actually look really good, even if he just stepped off it and the bridge went up. Mm. Because the bridge is so well created mm. background so well created you've set up this atmosphere even if he just jumps off perfect and I was oh, like really? this is going to be mm. fucking incredible <laughs> they're really going to stick the landing yeah <laughs> <laughs> like they fucked up Javert and Jean so hard yeah. but like this is going to like really make gonna... it mm -hmm. yeah. So he, like, jumps onto the railing and he's, like, ah, oh, yeah, like, going for it and stuff. <laughs> like, I don't know if you... You can hear somebody, haha, it's not me in the recording, laugh. <laughs> because at some point, and I, like, I was trying to think about it for, like, ten minutes afterwards. At some point, they had managed to get him onto... Oh, my God. Something. No. They did the American one! <laughs> he didn't get yanked up. He didn't, like... It wasn't like he was on... Um, on a line. On a line. Mm. It looked like he was on a mechanical arm that <laughs> pulled him backwards into the projection. And it was like, that's not how the projection <laughs> is working. And it, like, yeets him 
backwards. And like, oh no, because the Lord is playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, obviously, whatever's holding him on is like around his waist. Mm. So his arms and legs are like <laughs> doing like touching, basically touching. In the middle, I'm doing making like a pike. Yeah, yeah, doing a yeah. pike as he gets like yanked backwards, and it was yeah. like the most uncomfortable looking thing. And he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and it was just like I was. It took me so much by surprise because I was like so ready for it to be so good. Oh, no. And then he just went, "Yeah," and I was like, "Pack." <laughs> Uh, Better or worse than he slowly crumbles to the ground. <laughs> it was so much for a worse. Circular like, projections. Because at least with that, like you've got, you've had the running thing of it being yeah. shitty projections, yeah, that's and true, like okay. you know that the budget is zero and blah blah. blah. This one, like they <laughs> set it up so high. <laughs> And then they just like they oh, went too far. Yeah, they were like, we have to the, the technology, <laughs> so we might as well use it. Um, it was fucking hilarious. Okay, so this is top two moments mm-hmm. in this play. This is one of them. Turning. Turning. turning uh. um, so this is when all of the, like, women come out on stage and they're, like, mourning and also mm-hmm. being, like, fuck the boys, you know, like, they were young. What were they even... <laughs> Don't wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the ladies, like, all bring out a candle. And then they, like, set it on the ground. Mm-hmm. And my stage manager brain was like, what the fuck? When are they going to take these candles mm-hmm. off? Like, they've just laid... Oh, no, they keep it for the wedding. They keep it for the <laughs> wedding, yeah. Uh, and I was like, but, like, they've got to dance and stuff for the wedding. Like, ha- the live flames. Not, like, shitty <laughs> candles. These are live flames. And, like, um, who's going to clean them up? Like, <laughs> is Marius going to have to come... Is Cosette going to have to come in and just, like, take all these candles? Yeah, really? um, but it was really pretty because they had... Again, it was one of those moments where there was nothing on stage after they just had a big prop piece. Mm-hmm. So nothing, dark, complete darkness, mm-hmm. basically lit only by the candles as they did turning. And then Marius comes on and all the ladies leave, and I was like, okay, so you're not going to take the candles with you? Like, what's happening? And again, same lighting, Marius starts singing um, Empty Chairs. Mm-hmm. Super atmospheric, candlelight again, lighting him. And then, and actually it was a really good... Um, empty chairs as well mm. like he mm. really put emotion into it and I was like I wasn't like tearing up but I was like oh I'm feeling more emotion than I usually feel at mm-hmm. this point mm. and like he picks up one of the candles um and does the first like there's two I think there's like two big swells in it where like he has the emotional moments so I think the first one is um something I can't remember but he holds it up and he's like singing to this candle and then on the second swell, which I think is, oh my friends, my friends, don't ask me. And they all come out. Mm-hmm. They all take the, take the candles and hold it up. And that's like, it actually got me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the, he, uh, uh, <laughs> R-E-L, um, chilling. Mm-hmm. I think I actually got goosebumps. It was so raw and powerful <laughs> and like not gimmicky. And because the boys were in more naturalistic costumes as well, mm-hmm. again, it was more filmic and more like, oh, we're all in the space together, we're not in a theatre. And then um, when they start to step back, uh, there's another 
big like moment or something when he sings something sad and then they all like their candles um, and they go into darkness because it's only lit by the candles um, and then Marius is the only one with his candle still alight and it was like wow powerful visual metaphors um, but it wasn't just them stepping back out of the stage lights mm. they were active like and I think as well because it's that active like blowing the candle out it was a lot like forget about us or like move on mm. we are actively taking ourselves out of your life and stuff you've still got your candle you can live on mm. reading a lot into it but like <laughs> you know like that's yeah, that's, it was that's it good. was really that's powerful, really good, yeah. and like I saw it, and I was like, "This is, again, so fucking simple, mm. really fucking good." Mm. Top two moments of mm. this um, did not require mechanical arm. Yeah, did not require a <laughs> chemical arm. Yeah, <coughs> mechanical arm comes out and snaps each candle. Each candle <laughs> <by> individually. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's Japanese. I was like trying to read this, and I was like, "What the fuck does that say?" And it's in Japanese, so. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Confession, confrontation thing. <laughs> so, um, uh, every day you walk. Uh, 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 uh. Um, My favorite part of the whole music. Yeah, Cosette and Marius, they don't just like hold hands. They like full on make out. Oh and then Valjean is like stood behind them and they like guiltily right. break away yeah. and he's like, no, it's fine, continue. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, that's a three. That's a one eighty. Uh, I guess, yeah, sure. Um, oh yeah, no, actually, he's not even just like, oh no, carry on. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, and the kind of she was never mine to keep is less sad and more like, yeah, she was never mine to keep, mm-hmm. and like watching these two in love mm-hmm. and being like, oh, good job, guys. You're so happy and young and free, and this is what we like to see. <laughs> um, she doesn't necessarily actually follow with what's going to happen next. No, no, absolutely but, but not. But a, it was a nice yeah, um, yeah. wedding. That line which um, the Tenardiers sing, the um, we'll see you all in hell. Um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. We'll see you all at hell. Basically saying to the audience, yeah, you can judge us, but you're going to be with us down there anyway. Mm. It was one of those things, I don't know if you've seen that Tumblr post of like, if you have another language that you're native speaking in or even if you you have another language that you speak then sometimes some things are more powerful in that language Mm. that was one of the moments throughout this where when they said see you all in hell that I was like wow that's a lot more powerful for me in Japanese than it was in English Mm. like it affected me quite a lot and I was Mm. still thinking about it quite a lot through the rest of oh yeah and then straight after that is like when they're like this one's a uh, Prince, this one's a Jew. Is it Jew? Yeah, I think yeah. that does get said. So I can't remember what they changed Jew to, but it was this one's a prince, this one's something. Um, Okama. So Okama is the like general catch all word slur that Japanese people use against queer people, usually trans women, mostly in anime depicted as, you'll probably every anime has like an Okama character which is like a femme assigned male at birth person who is very camp and very like hits on all of the like young male protagonists and stuff, I can name 20 off the top of my head right now, like you can probably if you've watched any anime you can probably picture one, they are who Okama is usually like referred to but I guess it's the kind of equivalent to using queer as a slur mm. so it's not like 
oh, and this one is gay. Mm. It's very much, and this one's a queer mm. bracket slur. Mm. Yeah. So, mm. again, straight after the like, see you all in hell, another one which was like, oh, that affected me a lot more in Japanese mm. than it did. I mean, I was in Asia for two months and I came out to Asian family and stuff, and then that was the first moment where I was like, yeah. Is that, um, is that like it, sometimes it like feels like being punched in the chest? Is yeah, that like, yeah. Like it feels more targeted. It felt mm-hmm. more like in England now. I think saying queer is not generally mm-hmm. seen as a slur. Mm-hmm. I think the shift has changed yeah. a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So they have a little bit of like, oh no, queer doesn't mean like in a slur way. Just mm-hmm. like blah blah. This one like definitely. Definitely, we're saying this yeah. because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, Tanadier goes to that one and makes out with him. And then the the guy who's being called a queer Okama, mm. like, swoons and is like, oh. And it was just so, like, gross and played mm. for laughs. And I was like, you had me so good this entire time. Mm. And then fucking put that shit in. Mm. For all of what I said during Master of the House of making the Tenardiers not likable mm. in this scene, uh, the Tenardiers like start dancing and the, you know the dance that all of the wedding goers mm. do before they like leave. That's something that the Tenardiers teach them, and they're all like, "Oh, teach us, teach us, teach us!" And oh, look at this poor peasant with his funny dancing. Let's copy that mm. kind of thing. And it was like, yeah, um, I wasn't. <laughs> the only gap I have in this notebook is the epilogue because I wasn't really paying too much attention because I was thinking quite mm. a lot about the um, the wedding scene mm. and stuff. I can remember that it was okay. Finale. Yeah, they got me back again. <laughs> so, standard finale. Jumbo John sitting in his chair. Cosette and Marius come on, like, ah, oh, papa, papa, where did you go? We love you so. <laughs> then Fantine comes on and her dress was so beautiful, kind of like a wedding dress, but not like a wedding dress, wedding dress, but a lot, uh, a very simple white gown with a long white train. Mm-hmm. Um, again, losing all of the 80s kind of stuff and just making her seem really... Angelic. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eponine as well, in a, like, more whiter costume, but still in her coat. It, yeah, it was really nice. They came behind Jean Valjean, and then... The bishop. Oh, my boy! Comes on. Ah, oh, they let him come back. Yeah. And, like, Jean Valjean turns around, and then the bishop, with Fontaine and Andras, uh, Eponine, <laughs> flanking him, uh, he, like, does the welcome to me thing. Mm. And, like, this might be me misremembering it, but I'm pretty sure I happened that Valjean went to him and, like, gets a hug. Mm. And it was, like, as soon as that happened, I was, like... Yeah, see, it's not that hard. That <laughs> you can put something like, and it completes the circle. Yeah. And like, mm. you know, he cares about Fontaine. He knew Eponine for two seconds. Mm. The he bishop lived for the bishop. Yeah, like, yeah. And then like the Cosette and Marius and like everything was complete. And then like everyone, all of the barricade boys and stuff were there as well in heaven. Mm. So it was a really nice like not dying in vain and like mm. everyone is together and we're all in this powerful moment together and death, life, rebirth mm. because of the way that the Japanese was phrased for me, like as I was leaving I 
I have since listened to it again and confirmed this isn't what they said, but because of the way that it's like framed, the last lines sounded like, instead of, um, it sounded like they just said, remember, God is everywhere. <laughs> because it's like, to see the face of God. It is like, remember, when you smile, God is everywhere. <laughs> it was so like, it made me laugh quite a lot because I was like, that's, yeah, what the what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, uh, so yeah, the bishop coming out was my top, one of my top moments yeah. as well. Like, they feel like it makes sense because then you've got some holy trinity uh, yeah. imagery and the holy angels. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's the thing that like there's someone there for each of them then mm-hmm. as well because oh, yeah. that's the like I'm trying to remember what um, what Carly said about because I remember her saying something about yeah. the fact that Eponine was there mm. and like for what Marius. Yeah, for yeah. Marius. But that's mm. the thing. It's like if. Fantine is there for Cosette, mm-hmm. and um, and and Eponine is there for Marius. Then, like yeah. the bishop being there for <laughs> like for JVJ yeah. is it means more rather than just like oh Eponine's there because Marius. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's the. I don't know. I hope that we get this, or at least something like this, mm. with more Jean Valjean and Javert stuff, yeah. and. Um, uh, Anjas, it would be really nice to see something like this, even if it didn't have all of the like mechanical hands. Yeah, mechanical <laughs> hands and stuff. Just, but the like naturalistic, more naturalistic style of it, and the emphasis on like connecting things emotionally. I think yeah. is what okay. seems really, yeah, like, yeah, like the characters. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it was nice to see people not interact with that one person who they're supposed to interact with throughout the play. Yeah, that was Les Japan. Don't think I've seen anyone visually record it. So, mm. so was, you're going to have to take me on my word that a lot of these things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who directed this is the guy who, who directs the West End one anyway, so it's not like he doesn't know what happened in Japan kind of mm. thing, so... So we have to go back when they do the new staging? Yeah. So if you want to see Les Mis as it currently is with the Revolve, I saw so many people on Twitter getting so like, oh, but if you take the Revolve, you're taking the beating heart out of the theatre. Like, <laughs> the story is the beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the sort of thing where it's like, this is, like it is sad to lose it because I like, mm. I like a lot of what they do with it. Mm. But also they've had the same staging for like, 30 years mm. Mm. question of that yeah. yeah also like they they must have found ways to push Do it, it better now yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like in that time yeah. so yeah but it's not like they're taking the horse out of war horse what can I say there were a couple of people who wanted to know about like lyrics and stuff there wasn't anything as markedly changed from any of the other casts I've seen. They definitely did have someone else update the translations. It wasn't like... They've done translations into Japanese before. Sometimes they've been quite, like, stale and very literally translated. Mm. This one seemed quite natural. Uh, There are only a couple of bits that I didn't really understand. My favourite part is stars in in the Japanese one, because he goes... Stars, oh, is she someone? And it's basically like, stars, oh, stars, but because it's in two different languages, yeah. it's like 
it makes me laugh. Aww. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What? I'm why, not... would you, why wouldn't you just say it in Japanese? Yeah, like because Pushi Summer is too long for stars. Yeah, there must have been Pushy another summer. word for if, like, if they are happy to not keep repeating one day more through one day more. Yeah, like true. surely there is another word that they could emphasize. That it's a lot of like running sentences in the stars, though. Hikari, yeah. mm. light, but but nothing is like stuck. One syllable in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, like, the beats are do, 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 do. Like, it doesn't need to be stars oh. in their multitudes. Oh, like, it's. Yeah, it could have been. You know, like, oh. emphasis, first syllable, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then, but then if you take out the or, it would be ho, shi, samayo, which doesn't. Mm. It doesn't work. Doesn't work. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, like this is something I don't know anything about. Yeah. (laughs) So it doesn't. Yeah. No. It's it's one of those things where the pauses pauses in Japanese actually make change what the word is. Yeah. So like if you were like stars or stars or stars, like it doesn't change that much. Yeah. But if it's ho shi samayo, it's like what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoshi, some of you kind of weird. So. Yeah. 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 That makes so, sense. Yeah. There is the reason they didn't. That's do that. the reason why they didn't. <laughs> yeah. It still it makes yeah. me laugh because mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, um, you can't go to Japan and see it because it's over now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure you catch it when they don't ever stage it again. <laughs> the end. This has been. This has been. Oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> This has been Bread and Barricades. The Liam is podcast produced by me, Nemo Martin, and Julian Yep. Our audio director is Jade, who you can find at Jade Wasabi on Twitter or on her website, wasabi-playground.com. You can also go on her Bandcamp and find our intro theme songs, which you can buy or you can download for pay what you can. If you have any comments, questions, or quibbles, especially about Japanese production, I guess, but it can be about anything. Um, you can tweet at us at Lamez Podcast, L E S M I S Podcast, or you can send us an email L E S M I S Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us an ask on Tumblr at Bread and Barricades, or you can find us on Discord, which you can find in the show notes. If you'd like to read or listen to the program for the 2019 Japanese production, I'm going to put it up on the Tumblr or it's in the show notes. Like, feel free to share it around. I'm not fussy. If you like this episode and you'd like to fund me going to Japan... <laughs> and also, on a lesser degree, Stevie going to the library. <laughs> I won't go otherwise. <laughs> um, if you like this podcast and you'd like to help us with our running fees... You can donate to our Kofi, even like a small amount can help us, like just with upkeep and stuff. Um, also, in the show notes, if you would like to help with transcribing our episodes, we've got our ass moving a little bit faster with transcriptions, but we're not amazing. Um, if you'd like to volunteer anytime, give us a message whenever, whatever. I have a website now, nemomartin.com that's useful for anyone it's got links to everything that I do including this podcast so go and look at it yeah can I plug if you're inter- yeah, sure. if, if you're interested in watching me do 
tabletop games, mostly always D&D. I will be in the Adventurers Wanted show Omen um, the first Tuesday of every month at the Rosemary Branch Theatre. In London. In London. UK. UK. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast, you like tabletop games, you live in London, UK, and want to do that, come. It's good. Come. Say you came from here, and I'll be like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Ask Grace loads of questions about Les Mis in the bar downstairs. Yes. And then we'll play a Les Mis D&D. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should. Just fucking do it. Next special. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. If anyone wants to get on that with us, you have to live in London. You have to live in London. Yeah. Um, I want to be the bishop. But he's in it throughout the whole game. Okay. Stevie's claimed the bishop. Sorry, guys. Anyway. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening.